I greet you all in the very blessed name of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Tonight we move on to another trait that is despises of those that are good. Before we go further, let us turn to God in prayer. Eternal God, our gracious, loving Heavenly Father, we bow before you in humble thankfulness for this amazing invitation for thy people to be found in the house of prayer. But first, Lord, we come seeking thy mercies for cleansing and washing of all our sins of the day of the week. O Lord, may you be pleased, O Lord, to wash us thoroughly in the blood of our Saviour, even as we come to seek thy face tonight. And Father, we ask that you would um, help us to understand your word. Lord, for we know that it is so important that thy people are aware of the perilous characteristics of the end times, that we may avoid them and live lives that would glorify you. So Lord, we do ask again that you remove all the distracting thoughts, the tiredness of the body, the cares of the world from us now, and may your Holy Spirit be our teacher. And Lord, speak that thy people, each one of us, Lord, may grow spiritually. We ask and pray for your presence in Jesus' name. Amen. Now let us turn our Bibles to our memory verse. Now in verse 3, we studied last two weeks on well, the characteristic of people will be fierce, right? How Christians also can be so. And do not forget the context. God wants us in verse 1 that these are perilous times. And these characteristics found in the following verses would also be in Christians in the church. They are so closely parallel to Romans chapter 1, which describes unbelievers. But here, God is writing to the people, his people in the church. And yet we see the sins are almost mirroring those of unbelievers. Why? Because even after salvation, we continue to struggle against the flesh. And we are supposed to put on the new man. And if we are not careful in the last days, which we are obviously in, well, this fleshly, carnal characteristic can begin to overtake us as well. Now, why? Why? As God has warned unbe how unbelievers will become, and believers will live among them in this world, we will become so exposed to their behaviors. Look at verse 2. Lovers of self, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, and so on and so on. Now, these are things that are so common among unbelievers that the Christian will also begin to pick them up. And here the warning are for us to be aware of it because we can be so used to it that we behave like them even in the church. We become Christians with all this very bad, sinful, um, sinful behaviors in us. And tonight, we want to look at verse 3, despises of those that are good. The intro is to remind us. Now, even Christians 
can reach a point where we will be despisers of those that are good. Why? Because the world is in such wickedness, our standards of what are good has changed and followed, has begun to follow the world. So much so, God says that the Christian can be so influenced that even in church, they can become despisers of that which is good. Now, what is the meaning of despisers of that, of those that are good? What does it mean? Now, in Greek, that is just one word, all right? It takes, how many one? One, two, three, four, five, six. Six English words to describe one Greek word, all right? The Greek word is simply anti-good. That is what it is. Anti, the love of good. Against the love of good. That's, that's just one word. So what does it mean? Now, it means opposing anyone or anything that is good. Christians, we need to be aware that we become like that. We can become like that, as we shall see. It is opposing anything that should be honoured, right? What should be honoured? But instead of seeing them as honourable, we see them as contemptible, right? We despise them. We dislike them. And we look at things that are good as if they are bad, so bad that we would be against it. That is the key point of this word. Things that are good would be seemingly, uh, we will see them as if there are things that will harm, harm us, harm others. That is why we are anti these things. We may even see them as criminal, all right? This, this is criminal. This is, this is so wicked. This is what the meaning um, is supposed to convey, right? So there'll be less and less. I wouldn't even say there will be less and less, but there will be no respect for whatever that is deemed as right and appropriate to the point where we actually deem these things that are supposed to be good as evil. Now, is this something new? Is this something new? This will be very apparent in the last days. As we saw last week, men will be fierce, all right? Like I said, I don't think these very heinous crimes that you read almost every day in Perth News, the unbelievable ways people kill, murder, the things that they do, is not demon possession at all. It is just men have become so um, lacking in self-control. They will just act out anything. And you know how dark the soul of man is? They will just act out whatever comes to their mind and they won't care about constraining themselves. And now the despisers of good, now in a similar sense, is we can get so influenced by the world, there is no more desire to restrain the way we think about something. In fact, we will hate, we will hate what is told to us as good. Like I, like I asked, is this new? Can you think of examples in the Bible 
way before these last days, where men will just act, act it out. Well, what is the very first sin recorded after the fall of mankind? What is that? Cain murdering his brother Abel. Right? Cain murdering his brother Abel. After man fell, that was what is in man. Why did he kill or murder Abel? Simple reason. What, Cain, what Abel did was good in the eyes of God. It was right. His offerings were right. That was the right thing to do. That was the good thing to do in the eyes of God. Cain did not like did not like God not accepting what Cain thought was good. He didn't like it so much that, well, he just went ahead with so much hatred in his heart after despising, well, this is good, I despise it, right? That he would commit murder. So it is already in the heart of man. So it's in us. We are saved, yes, we we have the Holy Spirit in us, but God says here that is a struggle that we must be very conscious of. I'll just read to you. You can take down the scripture references. Isaiah 5, verse 20, we studied this already. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. You see, God knows the heart of men and he says woe to them he pronounces a curse but i want to remind ourselves again this passage in first timothy chapter 3 is written to warn believers in the church and god says it is a cursed thing when a person despises good second chronicles chapter 19 verse 2 Second Chronicles chapter 19, verse 2, And Jehu, Jehu, the son of Hanani, the seer, went out to meet him and said to King Jehoshaphat, Shouldest thou help the ungodly and love them that hate the Lord? Therefore is wrath upon thee from before the Lord. God pronounces woe. God said that wrath will be upon those that love those that hate God. What God says I hate God and therefore I reject what God says. So believers understand this, that the world is in a stage where it defines what is good. So what is good? Because God says Christians can also become despisers of that which is good, those, which is, those that are good. What is good? Very simple. Whatever God says in his word, is defined as good, righteous, the right things to do, the right things to think about, the right way to behave. These are righteousness. What God commands is good. All right? So what's the definition of good? Anything that God says is right is good. That is what it is. Now, why is this important to understand? Because how does a Christian become a despiser of those that are good. Very simple. In perilous times, we already see all these um, sinful behaviors, but they become a norm to us. And then our standard of what is good and what is evil shifts 
to the world's standard. Parents, you experience that, right? It's so difficult sometimes when your child comes home from school and they do something or they say something or they think a certain way and say, that is not good. But to them, why, daddy and mommy? I don't understand. Everybody says that in school. Everyone does that. Or even some may say, I'm in a Christian school, right? Other Christians, they do that as well or say that. So why do you say this is not good? See, we are constantly influenced by the world. Why does God say be conformed to the image of Christ? Whatever crisis is good. So what is good? It changes all the time in society. Take ourselves 10 years back. The things that they say today is evil, harmful to men. Well, back then, they say it's good. And things that they used to say is um, evil, today they say it is good. How will we experience these things as Christians in our life? Despisers of those that are good. Well, you will experience mocking. They will be antagonistic towards you. Even hate you. Because of what you believe, because of what you support, because of what you represent, because of how you live, because of your choices that are according to what God says is excellent. But God says that it will come a time where even Christians, even Christians will mock, despise other Christians that live according to God's word. So that is what we are to be warned of and we not only be warned and to expect that that will be the case, but also to make sure that we are not despisers of those that are good. All right? Now, let's just talk about the world before we talk about Christianity. When you listen to the news or you read the news these days, you will constantly see and hear and read them criticizing, all right, mocking people who, especially the recent one, it's been appearing again and again, all right, people who say that certain dressing is not appropriate, modesty, all right, and then they will put it on, on TikTok, they will put it on whatever platform and say, you know, I, I dressed like that and went to work and, and I was told this is wrong. And then you see people will jump on the side of these people and, and um, criticize people who say this is wrong. And you have this teacher, definitely very inappropriately dressed, well, at least by the standard of a Christian, right? Ultra miniskirt, very low-cut blouse, very skin tight, and she is a teacher. She went to school like that, and someone told her this is not appropriate, you know, for, for this role, for this job. Once she put it on, everybody started to mock those that say it is wrong. We have school, we have school principals, all right, coming out to say, well, what is, what is right, what is wrong in the way children should be brought up, or even about sexuality, and immediately the social media will attack them, right? So they will despise what God says is good. 
people who are... Um, I remember reading this article where um, the mother went out, um, asked someone else to look after her child, went out, got drunk, um, was beaten up, was robbed, and bad things happened to her. And then when she got home, and then someone just simply said, and this was a woman commenting and saying, well, you know, it doesn't make sense for a mother to um, leave a young baby at home with a babysitter and then go out late at night, exposing herself to this kind of danger. Now, she wasn't even saying, criticizing her lifestyle. Just say, you know, this, this is, you know, it is, these are dangerous places. And everybody started to attack. What do you mean? You know, mothers also have a life. They can do whatever they want. Now, things that are normal, you know, normal. We are not saying that mothers cannot have a life, but just a normal comment. That is how the world thinks today. Well, then we have the marriage model. We have what is male, what is female, by definition of God's word, modesty. We have, we have all these things, drunkenness, gambling, but the world standard, these are, these are normal, you know, do them, it's fine. And anyone who says these are not good, well, they'll be attacked, attacked. They will call you names, right? Goody two-shoes. When I was young, it's always the goody two-shoes. Oh, so good, so, um, so you're too good, too holy. When you say certain things, well, about, well, modesty or, or um, not having... Um, premarital sex, which we recently covered. They'll say, oh, it's prudish. You're so prudish. What century do you live in? Well, young people who are decent, um, obedient to parents, well, they are boring. They are not cool. Right? All these kind of things. And if you say anything that is against their standard, the world's standard, not God's standard, is irrelevant to them, of course, well, they will say that you are bigoted, you are intolerant. They will despise you. So, Christian, we live in a times where we need to expect and be ready to face that. But what about the church? God says, be warned. Men will be despisers of those that are good, right? It can be people, it can be values, it can be um, things, now, obviously, when God says despises of those that are good, he's referring to what he calls good, right? In other words, when we are in the church, it will come a time where Christians who want to obey God, they will be despised. People who obey God's commandment, they will be despised. Even within the church, people will, will, will gossip and say, ah, you know, this person, so boring, um, so conservative, but, my, but me or my child, we, we are the cool ones. I've been to churches where we have groups, all right? One is the cool group. One is the um, holy group. But the word holy used on them is, is a mockery, all right? The goody two-shoes group. The boring, conservative group. And then some will feel very proud that they belong to the um, cool group, so to speak. And they will look at the other group and they will despise them. I've seen that. I've even seen that at weddings, Christian weddings. Right? Some table will, will shout, will scream, will act very um, unchristian. 
at the table and they feel that they are the cool group and then they, they despise those that are so, so controlled and so boring, that table. I don't want to be at that table. So, well, the worldly group and the carnal group, uh, the, the, the godly group. Now, let's run through some situations where we have to ask ourselves, you know, are we facing this? Or are we those that actually despise those who um, try to obey God? Well, some of you who send your children to school, Christian school, I mean, you know, even you, when you send them to Christian school, it is difficult because they are so influenced by the thinking of liberal Christianity, um, even though they may think that they're conservative. Um, and then you say, well, I do not want my child to participate in this particular activity, dress in leotards, dancing, prancing around half naked, dancing to certain music. I, I do not want my child to participate in that, or whether it's Christian or non-Christian school. Well, you will be mocked, right? You will, you will, you will feel all these things. And when you meet Christian parents, they were also kind of um, sniggering, in a sniggering way, ask you, oh, why, why, why? That kind of ways, right? Are we one of them? You have children today um, refusing to be in, um, to, to be in boygle relationship when they are teens, you know, young adults, in, uh, young te or teens in school. Again, it's the same thing, right? Christians say, what's wrong? What's wrong with your church? In fact, I would say that churches that want to be conservative will be despised, will be despised. Oh, you mean you're from that church? And these are Christians telling you that, oh, you mean from that church? And so what do you mean by that church? Now, a couple of Sundays back, I was talking to a to an elderly person, and she told me, well, I will try to invite my friend to church. I said, well, that's good. But um, he said, which church? They said, oh, BPCW. I said, oh, that church. Then this lady asked, what do you mean that church? Oh, your church, I heard is, is uh, very famous. And I said, what do you mean? Oh, um, your pastor, he is... He is well, in Chinese, right? in English means, I don't know how to best translate, uh, very, uh, very powerful or very, very controlling or something like that, right? And I said, what do you mean? I said, oh, um, well, you all don't drink alcoholic drinks um, and uh, don't do this, don't do that. And I said, well, what do, you, what do you answer this person, right? This person is a Christian, right? So she, she was trying to invite this Christian to our church. And then she said, I said, what did, then what did you answer? He said, well, you know, the Bible tells us that we need to be holy and our pastor has a responsibility to God to present us holy to God. So he's doing his responsibility. But she said, yeah, it's like that now. Today when you invite people to our church, oh, the church that doesn't have rock bands up here. That's the, that, is, that is what it is. They will despise churches or oh, the boring hymn singing church. This will be what it is. Or the church that that believes in, in creation, right? Even Christians today, some Christians may mock you young people or even adults. You mean you believe in, in creation? Some Christians say, please don't teach our children that in school, uh, in church, because it's unscientific. Creation is unscientific. 
Right? So they despise that which is good. What else? Oh, you're, you're from the church that, that dresses in a certain way. We're all dressed normally, right? But to them, if you, not, if you should not come to church in an in a immodest um, dressing, which is in the Bible, that women should be dressed modestly, oh, it's that church. So we are branded, despised, and you who attend the churches will also fall under that being, being despised. But are you in your heart also despising that? All right, I'll come to that next week. What's the solution to this? Because God says in the church there will be those sitting among us that inside their heart, well, outwardly they may conform, but inside they actually despise. I despise um, biblical separation. You know, what's wrong with working with the liberals, with the Roman Catholics? What's wrong? But okay, I'll just, I'll just go along. But actually you despise what God says in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, all right? We despise it. What else? What about the church model, right? What church should be? We recently covered a few on this series. What church should be? Oh, then they also say, oh, your church is like that. It's organized like that. And also, well, what about what kind of family model? It's the same thing, right? Christian mothers will mock other Christian mothers. Some of you experience that. When you stop work to look after your child, to focus on bringing up godly seed, they will despise you when you meet up with them. And they will despise churches that, that teach us things. They say, oh, you're, you're teaching something that is... That is, that is not relevant to women this day. They should be career women, successful. What has having a child to do with, with all this? So they will despise you. But do you despise? Do you despise people who make choices to obey God, to choose that which is excellent? Sometimes we do as well. Some time back, I remember when having lunch, um, with a group, and then one elderly woman, Christian, asked on purpose, oh, so you have your second child or your third child, when are you going back to work, right, on purpose, to despise her choice of staying at home? I remember once when I was with a group of um, friends, students traveling, a few of them were Christians, and they wanted to save money and try to put everyone in one, one bed and breakfast room. So one of them said, ah, just, just lie, just say, just tell a white lie, you know, just two of us, two of us kind of thing. But after that, then let the rest of the group into the room. Now, I remember this Christian friend of mine. He said, no, we, I, I won't be part of this. I won't be part of this. Then the rest got very angry at him. They despise him. They say, why, why are you so troublesome? You know, it's just a little, little white lie just to sleep for a few hours. You know, or maybe we don't sleep. We, we, just, we just stay awake. So we're not sleeping, right? Mock him as well. Well, but this Christian said, no, I, then I won't be part of this. I won't be part of this. And they got very angry at him, shouted at him, scolded at him, and, and all that. 
And then another Christian came, right? And then um, I said, what's happening? Why this big quarrel? Then the rest continued to mock him and said, he is always like that. Cause, always cause problems. Shouldn't have asked him to come along. Well, thankfully for the more mature Christians say, well, I know this person. He's not like that, all right? He's not a problem maker. If he does says no, it must be for a, an important um, Christian reason. But it is shocking that, well, it is when I was younger. Today, it's probably worse. Are we also like that? Why are you so difficult? Why can't we just cut some corners in our home, um, in our friendship? Why, why must we be so, so strict, so serious, right? The reality is we often say that we love God, we want to be Christ-like, but we don't realize that we actually despise the things that are good. To make it simple, despises of that of those that are good. It simply means this, because good is what God commands and God, what God says is right. Whether you're young, a teenager, or elderly person, as long as within your heart you see something in the Word of God, but it doesn't jive with your personal preference, your culture, your habits, your desires, and you say, I don't like it. You have become a despiser of that which is good. In fact, it will come a time where the picture will be the church just, church, congregation just do not like, right? Congregation members just do not like to be told to be holy, not to do this, not to do that. That is why preaching on the pulpit these days, pastors do not want to deal with any details, just very high level, be holy, all right? Everybody won't disagree to, to be holy if you're a Christian. But what does it mean to be holy? What must you do? What are some of the things that are, that are pertinent to our age that is happening in our lives that needs to be addressed? But people will not want to address that. Why? Because deep inside, pastors know that the congregation worshippers by and large are despisers of those that are good. Once you go into further detail about what it is, what it really means to be good, to be holy, to be godly, to be consecrated, the congregation members will hate it. Right? Sooner or later, they will leave. They will leave because we have come to a stage where as Christians, we do not like to be told. Now, ultimately, despisers of those that are good, what is really the driving factor, the driving factor. Very simple, all right? Very simple. First, God says we'll be lovers of our own selves. We hate, we are despisers of that which is good because when we love something, but that something is bad in the eyes of God, we hate it when we are told that it is bad. That is why it develop, we develop that. So the progression is from Right? Lovers of ourselves, covetous. We want something, we don't get it, whether it's in church or, or in our personal life. Well, we despise being told. Disobedient to parents. What is it about? Ultimately, is my flesh does not like to be told. 
I love myself so much. It's all about me. And as a result, I don't like to be told, right? So parents, before you look at your teenagers and say, tonight we're going to have this conversation. Yeah, you don't like to be told. We have to look at ourselves. We are all like that. We don't like to be told what is good. That was Cain. God, they would know, right, what to offer. Cain, that's why Abel knew. But in Cain, he let this characteristic in him take over. I don't like to be told what is good. I make up my mind what is good. So if you have a problem with obeying, well, parents here, as we study, it's not just, in the Bible, it's not just immediate parents, yeah, that predominantly means that, but it refers to authorities, all right, authorities. If you struggle with submission to authorities, then you will despise that which is good because authorities will tell you what is good. Why do you think in society today, we have people coming out and say, kill policemen, all right? Kill the pigs, they call them. They, as long as it's authority, they hate them because authorities means they are supposed to tell you what to do and supposed to be what is good. I, I'm not saying that everything in society is good, but that is the whole picture, right? The whole picture. Now then, finally, some may go to church, attend a conservative church, and inside your heart, right, you actually resist, resist what is good. And when friends ask, well, we may say, well, I attend that church and so on, but deep inside, deep inside us, some may even say, well, well, it doesn't mean that I agree with everything that the church teaches. Why do they say that? Well, if it is something that is wrong, unbiblical, fine. But most of the time is because they don't want to be identified with what they know in their heart, others would despise as good. So the best is to continue to be associated with everyone not to be despised themselves when they know that, well, my church doesn't have this, doesn't, doesn't, um, doesn't do that, then the best way is not to be despised is to just say, well, what I don't agree with everything that they say. Now, are you one that come to church and actually um, despise what is clearly in God's word? You see, the world today, I mean, we just had a series on family seminar about the cost, the cost of bringing up godly seed, right? Now, there is this big thing now that Australia, or at least uh, Australia wants to um, put into law is you cannot, you'll be a criminal, right? You, you cannot cane your children. You cannot um, hit your children. But the Bible says, right? Not to spare the rod. Of course, you do it uh, for discipline. You're not doing it out of anger and vengeance. Remember that. But to them, they say, if you ever hit your child, they will be damaged and harmed for life. That is what they believe. All right? And Christian parents, they read, 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 and say, yeah, yeah, I'll, be, I'll harm my child. It'll be harmed for life. But what does God say? No, it doesn't matter. 
right? Modern science tells us, data tells us that, that this is not good, right? This will fail. This will fail. And then we begin to take on and we say, ah, you know, teach us this kind of thing and you despise. Parents who feel that, well, you know, children must, must be allowed to, um, well, don't bring them to church and, and all that, you know. They don't, don't understand all that. They say, no, God says covenantal family, let them be part of the church and so on. Now, I'm not saying you deprive them of sleep, all right? Then maybe you struggle with that also. So many things. Over time, we begin to take the values of the world, all right? We are not talking about unreasonable, um, cultic kind of behavior. But if it's in the Word of God, it makes sense. For example, keeping the Lord's day holy unto the Lord. Um, some will struggle, some will despise. But if you see it from the Word of God, then embrace it, not despise it. So what should we do? How, how do we reach such a stage? And what should we do? We'll see that, God willing, next week. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, Lord, we acknowledge that many of our thinking, our values, are easily influenced by the world, its standards, its um, perception of things. And as a result, sometimes, Lord, we do despise your truth, despise your commandments. And Father, we do ask that you reveal to us and show us. For, Lord, we do not want to be such people in your kingdom, the people, the very ones that your word has warned against. Lord, meet with us in the place of prayer, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.